What are you? And what makes you you? The question of personal identity is possibly one of the most pressing and urgent questions that we as humans face. It is perhaps what makes us different from animals, asking that question, what am I? As humans, we start as embryos, then we develop into children, teenagers, adults, middle-aged people, old people, and then we decay. But throughout it all, we still have a sense that this is me, that there's something that you have in common with yourself as a child, that it is still you. But why? Every single cell in your body will have changed. Every atom will have been replaced. Your personality may have changed a great deal from who you were when you were a child. And the 80-year-old you might only have the vaguest, faintest memories of what was going through your head when you were a teenager. So why is it you think of yourself as this stable unit over time? What makes you, you? What do you have in common with that embryo? Is it your body? Some people would say yes. But what does it mean that you are your body? What part of your body? The whole? We've already said that every cell in your body will be replaced bit by bit. What if you cut your hair, or lose a finger or an arm, or have both legs amputated? Which part of the body are you in? Is it the brain? Does that mean that if we replace your brain with somebody else's, it's no longer you? Is it the soul? Some of us don't believe in the soul. But what if you do? Is that what makes you you? If I am reincarnated as a cat, is that cat now Patrick? Is it therefore something else? Are you your memories? This seems likely, like there's a continuity. But what if your memories change? What if you lose your memories? Would you still be you? A lot of people would say yes. So what is it that makes you you? Is it your character? And what if your personality changes? It's a never-ending problem. Or could we say that there is no such thing as personal identity and that the self, that with which you identify, is but a mere illusion? Have you ever heard of Epicamus? He was a Sicilian playwright from the 5th century BC. And we have a fragment of one of his comedies that goes like this. One guy owed another guy five drachmae, and that guy asked for his money back. But the first guy said, let me ask you something. If you have a pile of pebbles and you remove a pebble, is that still the same pile of pebbles? The second guy said, no. So the first guy said, and what if you have a pile of pebbles and added some pebbles to it? Would that be the same pile? And the second guy said, no. And so the first guy said, well, you see, all the matter, all the substance in my body has changed over time. So I'm actually no longer that person who owed you the five drachmae. 
So the second guy just punched him in the face. The first guy said, what do you do that for? And the second guy said, who, me? What is the self? The English philosopher John Locke said that for something to be itself over time, we need two things, organization and continuity. For plants and other living creatures, Locke said that the organization is life. You can remove a leaf from a plant, prune a tree, but that plant will remain the same plant. It partakes in a single common life until the moment it dies. And it's much the same with humans. With one difference, we have consciousness, the self, and the continuity of that self, the fact that you have memories. That is what makes you the same person as you were as a child. That is what makes you yourself over time. But what is this self? Why do you see yourself as one thing, separate? Neuroscientists now understand different parts of your brain may have entirely different consciousnesses in the different hemispheres. We identify with the consciousness that has control of our speech functions. That ability to speak and think in language, that is who we see as the self. But there may be many, many other selves within us that we by definition cannot access or understand because they cannot communicate with us verbally. But if they exist, could they be communicating with us some other way? Biologists tell us that our body is not just one thing, one organism, but is comprised of trillions of living organisms, microbes, bacteria, viruses, each following its own agenda each with its own evolutionary directives. Their living allows you to live. They are a part of us, and yet we see ourselves as one thing separate. Why? What about the consciousness of those creatures? Are they not a part of yourself? Yet you cannot access them, because by definition, your mind, your consciousness, yourself, is a self at the level of a human being. Yourself is by definition you. So that then begs the question, what if we are part of something larger? This world, this solar system, this galaxy, can't they all have a form of consciousness that is different from a human consciousness because it isn't a human? What if all those things were a part of something greater? What if we were just the unwitting microbes on the body of something far greater with its own consciousness, totally unfathomable to us? What then? Could our view of ourselves as a self, as separate from every other thing in the world and in the universe, be one of the sources of all our suffering?
I wonder what you mean when you use the word I. And I've come to the conclusion that what most civilized people mean by that word is a hallucination. That is to say, a false sense of personal identity at complete variance with the facts of nature. And we have not realized, therefore, that our environment is not something other than ourselves, because we have the strong sensation that our own being inside our skin is extremely different from the world outside our skin. But it does not occur, you see, to the ordinary civilized person to regard himself or herself as an expression of the whole universe. You go with your environment in the same way as your head goes with the rest of your body. But in the ordinary way, we don't feel it. Now ourselves, in this case, is the whole psychophysical organism, conscious and unconscious, plus its environment. That's your real self. Your real self, in other words, is the universe as centered on your organism. That's you. We are only rarely aware of this as when in curious alterations of consciousness, which we call mystical experience, cosmic consciousness, an individual gets the feeling that everything that is happening is his own doing, or the opposite of that feeling, that he isn't doing anything, but that all his doings, his decisions and so forth, are happenings of nature. You can feel it either way. You can describe it in these two completely opposite ways, but you're talking about the same experience. You're talking about experiencing your own activity and the activity of nature as one single process.